Welcome to the Fresh Nest podcast, where we talk all things freshening your nest, from decluttering to design, decor and home styling. I'm Hannah Bullivant, an interior designer, interior stylist and content creator, and I teach folk to declutter, design and decorate their home from a place of self-knowing. Welcome back to the Freshness Podcast. And this episode is inspired by a client who is about to embark on a major renovation, a couple of pals who have recently lived through renovations whilst living in the building site. And I'll also be keeping all of this advice in my own back pocket for when we eventually do our own renovation too. So you're going to be hearing from a real mix of people in this episode, my own advice, but also advice from Instagram friends, clients and students as well. So this episode is for you if you are embarking on a renovation and will be living at the house for some or all of it. Most people will not want or choose to be living in a building site. It can be really stressful. The noise, the dust, the chaos are a real thing. But sometimes there is simply no helping it. And there are actually some big benefits. Obviously, the first one is the cost saving. The money saved on rent can be funneled straight into the build. But the second benefit is that you get really up close and personal with the building and your contractors. So you get to really know where the light is good or where it feels dark. And you'll also be able to really closely monitor works and prevent any major mistakes from happening. And the last thing is that it can be a really amazing experience that helps you to appreciate how beautiful your home is once your renovation is complete. There's that thing, isn't there, with the huge contrast. So I have 15 tips rounded up from students, clients and Instagram pals. Let's go. The first bit is all around prep and As part of the prep, you need really detailed lists. So you need to get a written detailed list of works to be completed and by whom from your builder, architect or interior designer so that you know what's happening when. And this should also include a timed schedule. Make sure that everyone has been consulted, that everything is included and the timings as well. And refer to it often. This will become like your Bible through the renovation. The upshot of this is that you can plan to be away from the most disruptive, messiest parts of it. One of my design clients wishes that they'd had a clearer schedule of works from their electrician, well, from their builder around their electrics, because they assumed that the electrician had included the entire space in their quote, but they'd actually only included the kitchen part of the room. So this kind of thing does happen in renovations, but they were stung with a bigger bill than expected. And again, it just really, really helps to have a really clear idea of exactly what you want to be happening. In my Fresh Nest e-course, students create a design file. They essentially become their own interior designer where they choose like overall style and colors, but they also create floor plans, make furniture plans, choose finishes. That's the kind of thing that you need to be in the headspace of when you're doing your renovation. 
And also Google what to include in a schedule of works for loads of tips. I could make a whole other podcast, but I'm stopping myself there. Number two is avoid winter works if you can. I mean, this goes without saying really, but if you can, and it is not always possible, time the major building work for spring and summer. Obviously, this doesn't always guarantee dry weather, lol, in the UK, but it should at least not be completely freezing. Number three, invest in storage. It can be tempting to save money by keeping your belongings in the house, but store away as much as you can in storage containers or friends and family's garage and lofts. It means that everyone can move about the space in a much easier way. Your stuff is free from dust and grime, and it just helps the whole site to feel calmer as well. Number four, declutter. It wouldn't be an episode if if I didn't talk about it. You'll need to be packing up a good deal of stuff for your renovation. Use this opportunity to declutter. It will reduce your storage costs and it means that your new space will remain calm and clutter free. The worst thing, trust me on this, is you spend all of this time and money making your dream kitchen and then you get all of your boxes from your old kitchen and you're like, no, I don't want any of this stuff to mar my beautiful kitchen. So be really brutal when you're packing up and deciding what you actually want to bring with you to your new kitchen or home and what you've not used or you can do without. Home with Kate Killian on um, Instagram very much agrees. So her tip was to declutter before the knock through. Kate actually joined my four week summer refresh to do just that and she managed to declutter tons. Again, Lizzie Creer on Instagram agrees that doing a massive clear out before the start of the works makes everything easier. Number five, lower your standards. I got a couple of tips via Instagram that I thought it was worth sharing here too in the prep part. So Georgie Wildman says, massively lower your standards and expectations on normal house rules and norms. Katrina Style similarly says, be prepared for builders to be messy, but make sure they know what your expectations are. Number six, be realistic with timings. It can be tempting to save every penny for your build, but having a nice space is really important for morale. Freshness student Sophia remembers during her parents' renovation that they invested quite a lot in making their temporary living space usable and semi-nice. She says, although they probably could have done things more cheaply in that regard, the extension took well over six months. It's worth bearing the length of time it will take your project to complete. If your project does overrun, which many do, you might regret not spending a bit more time and energy creating a functional and calm temporary living space. On to the living in a building site bit. Number seven, choose the main living area. Select a room or area in your home that is safe, as safe as it can be, and unaffected by the renovation work. Ideally, this should have minimal construction dust and noise, like a spare bedroom or a living room, and protect this space as much as possible from the chaos. Try to keep it calm and functional. Ruth, one of my Fresh Nest students, says, We lived in one half of the house while the kitchen living area was renovated, so we still had our bedrooms and bathroom. She goes on to recommend having a play space for children if you can, because she did all of this with three young children. Ruth continues, The room where the kitchen was became our main living space we were in, which was a lot with children who also wanted to play in that space. So maybe think about an alternative play space as well if you have children. You'll also need to set up a sleeping area. It can be tempting to just make do on airbeds, but I'm really recommending that you stick with your normal mattresses because you are going to need your rest. Trust me on that. 
Try to keep the bathroom functional and as lovely as you can make it. Consider doing a temporary job to make the bathroom look a bit nicer, like painting the towels or getting a new shower curtain, if you know the bathroom's not gonna be done until further down the line. And this is so that you can have one place that you can bathe and rest in away from the chaos. Or if you can, prioritize the bathroom work first in your plans. If not, I had a load of people on Instagram saying, join a gym or a swimming pool, get a swimming pool membership, use friends and family showers, and someone even set up a camp toilet. <laughs> so yeah, but try and keep a bathroom functional. And if not, there are, there are alternatives if there really is no other choice. Number eight, food prep. If your kitchen is under renovation, you'll need to set up some sort of makeshift kitchen. You can do this relatively easily with tables and camping stoves and microwave, things like that. Freshness student Ruth says, we did this for three months. We set up a mini kitchen in our living room. We manage on a toaster, an air fryer and a microwave with three kids under five. Whoa. Generally, I'm getting so many recommendations for the air fryer at the moment <laughs> for renovations, but just like general life. So I'm very tempted. Similarly, on Instagram, Georgie Wildman says, paper plates, cereal for dinner, mix whites and darks at the laundry. Keep it simple. Number nine, organization. Embrace minimalism. Put most of your stuff into storage so that you can keep your living area clutter free or low on clutter and use clear plastic storage containers with lids to keep your belongings organized and dust free and to prevent clutter. So you might, for example, have one clear plastic box each for clothes and that's it. And the rest is in storage and label things really clearly so that you can find what you need easily. Number 10, noise and dust management. I think this is the hardest thing for people. Invest in noise cancelling headphones or earplugs to block out construction noise. And also bear in mind that you'll need to cover your floor even if there isn't work happening in your temporary living area because dust will just billow through the cracks in the floorboards and through the doors. So to prevent this, some people use Corex, which is like a sort of plastic sheet to line the floors and then taped together with gaffer tape. The benefit of the Corex is that it's, it's hooverable and you can mop it, but it is a plastic product and the construction industry can be so incredibly wasteful. So I did some Googling and I did find a product called Q1 Floor Pro Board and it's 25 pounds for 45 meters. And it's basically really thick recycled paper and it is also recyclable. So you lay this on all of your floors and your walls if you need to, to stop dust from entering the space. So yes, there are lots of plastic alternatives and they might be necessary, but just where possible, I think use recycled or eco products to limit the environmental impact of your renovation. One of my Fresh Nest students, Sophia, says, I think having some parts of your house unaffected makes a big difference. They installed a proper back door between the sitting room and where they were building the extension, which limited dust. Also, similarly, on Sarah Ress on Instagram says, noise cancelling headphones and a sense of adventure are essential. Okay, number 11, escape when necessary, and it probably will be necessary. So if the renovation, maybe I should say when the renovation, gets too overwhelming, take a break. Make sure you, you set this up in advance with people that you like. So this doesn't necessarily have to involve spending money in a hotel. This can look like spending a night or two at a friend's or family member's house. If you can afford holidays, time them for the messiest bits of the renovation. If you work from home, spend decent amounts of time each day in cafes or pubs working away from the noise. Breaks will become really important. Number 12, keep some areas nice. 
far and away the most recommended tip is to keep some areas nice. Renovations can drag on longer than you think and it really pays to invest time and energy and money in keeping one to two rooms cosy and comfortable. So Daisy Oaks on Instagram says, a comfortable place to shower and good food. Beth Ann Axford says, get one space finished first so that you can shut the door on the rest and relax in the evening. Such a good tip. A Quiet Joy on Instagram says, make one room finished as soon as you can so that you have somewhere to escape to. Sitvam on Instagram says, preserve an area that is untouched by the reno for retreating to. All the better if it's a bathroom. Okay, there's more and more and more comments here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call them. But basically, I've had so many comments that say to try to keep one or two areas nice. One client of mine spent some time clearing the garden and bought some nice garden furniture, a little chimney and a trampoline for the kids. And it meant that her kids had somewhere that they could safely play and the adults could sit out with the chimney lit in the evenings and have a nice-ish space to be. And I thought that was such a good idea. And it's another reason to try to time the works in the spring and summer months if possible. Thirteen, take photos and videos. Document your work. It can be really easy to forget this in the midst of it, but it's really worth videoing and photographing the progress, how you're living, what's happening with the build, even little things like how the kids are eating cereal that morning or uh, a delivery that's arrived. Anna Gipo on Instagram says, take before photos to look back on. It helps morale when feeling overwhelmed to see the progress. That is so important. So if you've got loads of videos of the before, then when you're feeling completely disheartened about the progress, you can go back to them and be like, okay, no, loads more has happened than I thought. This will pass. This will end. And it's really good if you decide to make content out of it as well. So if any of you are creating content or documenting it on Instagram or wherever, TikTok, then yeah, you just need to video and photograph as much as you possibly can. Okay, number 14 is around positivity and sort of mindset, I suppose, because while living in your house during a renovation can be challenging, it's easy to really sink and lose lose perspective when things really get on top of you. So try to focus on the end results, um, the improvements your home has already undergone and will undergo. Hannah Nowell-Leoden on Instagram. Sorry, Hannah, I've just butchered your name. She says, try and make one room a tidy and clean sanctuary and also see it as a long-term project that takes time and not a quick fix. I think that's really important. Also, Home with Kate Lillian says, try to embrace the chaos. Try to remember the reason why you are doing it when things get tough. Okay, and lastly, number 15, and this is one from me. Do not forget joy. Buy the flowers, light the scented candles, use the nice bedding. Make sure you keep your main living area tidy and cluttered free because you are likely to be in this temporary space for months, if not years. So it really does pay to support yourself in these times with small little bits of joy. So budget will probably be very tight. I'm not talking about major investments here, but using the nicer bedding and keeping your mattress so that you're comfortable. Also, little things like a new pair of socks or a lip balm or a takeaway coffee can really, really lift your mood when things feel never ending.
something I talk about a lot with my clients and students is the concept of islands of calm. And I think that's really important when you're renovating. And I mean, just always. And it means that regardless of the chaos in your house, you have small islands of calm. So small curated styled areas that make you smile, that feel like you and that give you hope. This might look like a beautiful bedside table with a favourite book and a little posy of flowers. And it might look like one surface that has got some beautiful objects on it that are gathered in a way that just really makes you smile. So really think about creating islands of calm in your renovation. If this is you, remember, this too shall pass. There will be an end to this. You will have a beautiful home. Be kind to yourself. Remember why you're doing it. Try to enjoy the process as much as you possibly can, because ultimately it's a massively privileged situation that you're in to be able to do this work. But I know that you can really lose track of that when you're surrounded by dust and chaos. So hold your nerve, prioritise joy and just remind yourself that this will pass. You can do it. If you're realising that you don't really have a clear enough picture of how you want things to look after the renovation, then check out the Fresh Nest e-course. It's hannahbelovant.com forward slash Fresh Nest. Nine weeks of content, but actually the community is open year round. So I'm there to support you in figuring out all of those tiny details that need to happen in a renovation. You'll get super clear on your style and values. You'll make a whole home colour palette. You'll make floor plans. You'll make shopping lists and sourcing plans. Everything is included. So check that out if you're considering a renovation and you know you need a bit of support. If you have a topic that you would like me to discuss in a bit more detail, then feel free to send me an email and I will consider it. And also, if you've enjoyed this, please take a sec to leave a review. It is just always extremely lovely when they roll into my inbox. All right. See you next time, everyone. Bye.